Hey, fam. I'm back. I didn't get that. Could you try again? Y'all hear Sammy talking? She lurking. I wasn't even talking to her. But hey, family. So let's just bow our heads and get straight into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you humbly yet boldly, Lord, asking for the boldness to tell the truth, Lord, to speak what your truth is about the good news, Lord. I pray that you give me the right words to say. I pray that you just increase as I decrease, Father. I take the flesh out of it, and I want to I want to hear what you have to say. I want to profess what you have to say, Father. In the name of Jesus, I cover this word by the blood of Jesus. I pray that you, you place your fire of protection around this word, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you cover each person listening in the blood of Jesus. I pray that my family that's not even on this podcast, you keep them covered in the blood of Jesus, Lord. I pray that you just protect them and place a holy fire around them, God, in the name of Jesus. I just bind up any foul spirit, any evildoer that would try to come against this word, Father. I bind them up and I cast them down, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I bind their lying tongues, Father, in the name of Jesus. And they will, and so my brothers and sisters can only hear the truth, Lord. Hear the truth, Father. And that's in the name of Jesus that I pray, Lord. Amen. Okay, family. Let's turn to Isaiah 48. Get your pens, paper, Bible out. Isaiah 48. And as you can see, the, the word for today is there will be no rest for the wicked. I said a little bit about that yesterday, but I'm telling you again, there will be no rest for the wicked. Let's begin. God's stubborn people. Listen to me, O family of Jacob, you who called by the name of Israel and born into the family of Judah. Listen, you who take oaths in the name of the Lord and call on the God of Israel. You don't keep your promises, even though you call yourself the holy city. And talk about depending on the God of Israel, whose name is the Lord of heaven's armies. Long ago, I told you what was going to happen. Then suddenly I took action, and all my predictions came true. For I know how stubborn and obstinate you are. Your necks are as unbending as iron. Your heads are as hard as bronze. That is why I told you what would happen. I told you beforehand what I was going to do, that you could never say, my idols did it. My wooden image and the metal god commanded it to happen. You have heard my predictions and seen them fulfilled, but you refuse to admit it. Now I will tell you new things, secrets you have not yet heard. They are brand new, not things from the past. So you cannot say, we knew that all the time. Yes, I will tell you of things that are entirely new, things you have never heard before, heard of before. For I know so well what traitors you are. You have been rebels from birth. Yet for my own sake and for the honor of my name, I will hold back my anger and not wipe you out. I have refined you, but as silver is refined, but not as silver is refined. Rather, I have refined you in the furnace of suffering. I will rescue you for my sake. Yes, for my own sake. I will not let my reputation be tarnished and I will not share my glory with idols. And he said that with a, a posh, not a posh, 
sign on the side of the street. I was like, he said that with an exclamation point, okay? He will not share his glory with idols. Fam, repent. Repent, 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 okay? There will be no rest for the wicked. Okay. Okay. Listen to me, O family of Jacob, Israel, my chosen one. I alone am God, the first and and the last. It was my hand that laid the foundations of the earth, my right hand that spread out the heavens above. When I call out the stars, they all appear in order. Have you, have any of your idols ever told you this? Come on, all of you, and listen to the Lord. And listen, the Lord has chosen Cyrus as his ally. ally. He will use him to cut an end to the empire of Babylon and destroy the Babylon, Babylonian armies. I have said it. I am calling Cyrus. I will call him on this errand, and he will help him succeed. Come closer and listen to this. From the beginning, I have told you plainly what will happen. And now the sovereign Lord and his spirit has sent me with this message. This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you what is good, what is good for you, and leads you along paths you shall follow. Oh, that you had listened. Oh, that you had listened to my commands, then you would have had peace like flowing. You would have peace flowing like a gentle river and righteousness rolling over you like waves in the sea. Your descendants would have been like the sands along the seashore, too many to count. There would have been no need for your destruction or for cutting off your family name. Yet even now, be free from your captivity. Leave Babylon and the Babylonians. Sing out this message, shout it to the ends of the earth. The Lord has redeemed his servants, the people of Israel. They are not thirsty. They were not thirsty when he led them through the desert. He divided the rock and the water gushed, gushed out from them to drink. But there is no peace for the wicked, says the Lord. Laura, I feel like you said it all, but if you need me to go deeper into that, give me the words to say, Father. In the name of Jesus. He said, come get your peace. Come get your peace while it's here. Come get your peace. The destruction has already began. Okay, he's saying that let's go to the next chapter. So Isaiah 57. Good people pass away. The godly often die before their time. But no one seems to care or wonder why. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. For those who follow godly paths will rest in the peace when they die. Okay. But you come here, you witches' children, you offsprings of adulterers and prostitutes, 
Whom do you mock making faces and sticking out your tongue? Your children of sinner, your children of sinners and liars. You worship your idols with great passion beneath the oaks under every green tree. You sacrifice your children down in the valleys among the jagged rocks in the cliffs. Your gods are the smooth stones in the valleys. You worship them with liquid offering and grain offerings. They, not I, are your inheritance. Do you think all this makes me happy? He, he asking you, do you think this makes him happy? You have committed adultery on every high mountain. There you have worshipped idols and have been unfaithful to me. You have put pagan symbols on your doorposts and behind your doors. You have left me and climbed into bed with these detestable gods. Peep the lowercase g. You have committed yourselves to them. You love to look at their naked bodies. You have gone to Molech with the olive oil and many perfumes, sending your agents far and wide, even to the world of the dead. You grew weary in your search, but you never gave up. Desire gave you renewed strength, and you did not grow weary. Are you afraid of these idols? Do they terrify you? Is that why you have lied to me and forgotten me and my words? Is it because of my long silence that you no longer fear me? Now I'll expose your so-called good deeds. None of them will help you. Let's see if your idols can save you. When you cry to them for help, why puff? Why? A puff of wind can knock them down. If you just breathe on them, they will fall over. But whoever trusts in me will inherit the land and possess my holy mountain. And that's in the name of Jesus. Okay? Let, let, let's read this part over again. He said, let's see if your idols can save you when you cry to them for help. Why? A puff of wind can knock them down. If you just breathe on them, they will fall over. But whosoever trusts in me will inherit the land and possess my holy mountain. Okay. So, Lord, what do you want to do next? Okay, let's go to Job 20, verse 12. Okay, let's actually start at verse 4. Hold on, family. Let me just turn my air down. Okay. Oh, that was my name. Oh, okay. Don't you realize that from the beginning of time, ever since people were first placed on the earth, the triumph of the wicked has been short-lived, and the joy of the godless has been only temporary. Though the pride of the godless reaches to the heavens and their heads touch the clouds, yet they will vanish forever, thrown away like their own dung. Those who knew them will ask, where are they? They will fade away like a dream and not be found. They will vanish like a vision in the night. Those who once saw them will see them no more. Their families will never see them again. 
Their children will beg from the poor, for they must give back their stolen riches. Though they are young, their bones will lie in dust. They enjoy the sweet taste of wickedness, letting it melt under their tongue. They savored it, holding it long in their mouths. But suddenly the food in their belly turns sour, a poisonous venom in their stomach. They will vomit the wealth they swallowed. God won't let them keep it down. They will suck the poison of cobras. The viper will kill them. They will never again enjoy, enjoy the streams of the olive oil, of rivers of milk and honey. They will give back everything they worked for. Their wealth will bring them no joy, for they oppressed the poor and left them destitute. They foreclosed on their homes. Dang, yo. For a second, like, you really got me thinking, like, the Bible is really alive and living. Because when you when you just see they foreclosed on their homes, like, that stuff really, like, it's the truth. <laughs> like, not saying it like, uh, like, it's just like, you can't, every day with the Lord is so amazing. Every day with him is a different day. You get what I'm saying? Like, he blows your mind every day. Let's just say that. He he blows my mind every day, okay? They were always greedy and never satisfied. Nothing of, remains of all the things they dreamed about. Nothing is left after they finish gorging themselves. Therefore, their prosperity will not endure. In the midst of plenty, they will run into trouble and will be overcome by misery. My God, give them a belly full of trouble. My... my no, may God give them a belly full of trouble. May God rain down his anger upon them. When they try to escape an iron weapon, a bronze tip arrow will pierce them. The arrow is pulled from their back, and the arrowhead glistens with blood. The terror of death are upon them. Their treasures will be thrown into the deepest darkness. A wildfire will devour, devour their goods, consuming all they have left. The heavens will reveal their, their guilt and the earth will testify against them. A flood will sweep away their house. God's anger will descend on them in torrents. This is the reward God gives the wicked. It is the inheritance decreed by God. Okay, they already Okay. Like, family, I, I'll, listen, listen, repent, turn away from your wickedness. That's the, that's the, that's the only thing. Repent and turn away from your wickedness while you still have a little bit of time. Okay, let's go to Isaiah 8, verse 6. Okay. The Lord wants me to begin to talk about... Um, with the wickedness, like some things that are wicked. And the first thing that we are going to talk about is rebellion is of witchcraft. And that is in 
Kurang. First Samuel 15, 20, verse 23. Rebellion is as simple as witchcraft. Its stubbornness is as bad as worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Okay. So when you are in a state of rebellion, you don't, you, you ain't really, you don't really care. You're, you're going opposite. We have the knowledge of good and evil and you choose evil. And one thing that we are going to begin to talk about today is, like, Torah, false prophet, things like that. Um, you know, uh, black magic, things like that, horoscopes, stuff like that, that uh, seems so harmless, but that's giving the enemy access. And I'm going to begin to expound on that. And this actually might be, like, a two-, three-part show because... Um, with this podcast, I only can record an hour, a segment. So that's just in case, you know, because we're, we're going to get into this. Ouch, that was by me. Satan, you will not have your way by the blood of Jesus, okay? The weapon will form, but they shall not prosper in the name of Jesus. Y'all heard that. Listen, I will go to war on this podcast still. Um, so let's go. We said that. So we're at Isaiah 8, verse 19. Someone may say to you, let's ask the mediums and those who consult the spirits of the dead with their whispering and mutterings. They will tell us what to do. But shouldn't people ask God for guidance? Should the living seek guidance from the dead? Look look to God's instructions and teachings. People who contradict his words are completely in the dark. They will go from place to another, weary and hungry, because they are hungry. They will rage and curse their God, their their king, and their God. They will look up to heaven and down to earth, but wherever they look, there will be trouble and anguish and deep and dark despair. They will be thrown out into the darkness. Okay, family. The Lord said it. Like, the word says it all, okay? But when you turn on TV, you go on YouTube, even, like, you might be listening to, like, a radio or something, and you see ads for, excuse me, you see ads for, like, psychics. You might see tourist card channels. You might see, um, what's another one, Lord? What's another commercial I have seen? Horoscopes. Like, things that's, that's, um, going against like they don't they're not using scripture they're just going they're they're lying to you but you're receiving the lie because remember jesus said anything is possible if you believe so when you do that right remember we talked about how the enemy can go accuse you of sin when the enemy goes to accuse you of sin and you are guilty of that and you're not in a repentive state he is your ruler because he is the ruler of this world do you get what i'm saying he is the prince of the air. He can sit there and he can go accuse you and you're guilty and you're giving him access to be your ruler. Okay? You with me, family? So then what happens is you might go to a medium. You might go to a um, 
a uh, Taurus, you might read a horoscope and then it manifests what happens because the enemy has went, he'll go before you and make the thing start manifesting. You get what I'm saying? He'll be able, you gave him access to do it. So then it, what it does is it puts you in a trap because you're like, okay. Because it'll start off good. Because remember, we read that the enemy comes to the, as an angel of light. And we're going to go back to that verse real quick. Family, you know I got I got to be quiet. Because I'll start typing what I'm saying. Okay. 2 Corinthians 11, 4. 14, I mean, I'm sorry. So let's go to that verse. I know y'all hear me typing because I'll type it in and then I'll go find it on my Bible. Okay. Let's go to verse 14. So 2 Corinthians 11, verse 4, chapter 11, verse 14. But I am not surprised. Even Satan disguised himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get the punishment their wicked deeds deserve. Okay, so back to what I was saying. It could start off good in the end, in the beginning, because Satan comes to you as the angel of light. So, you know, they might be like, oh, you're going to find $50. Oh, you're going to um, meet who you think is your lover. But really, it could be a narcissist, But they, because they'll come to you in the beginning as the angel of light. And then what happens is you put you, you step in that trap. And then he grabs you because, listen, he'll he'll get grips and he'll grab you. And then it's like you'll keep going back and you'll keep going back and you'll keep going back. And then you're just in sin. You're spiritually dead. That's your idol. You get what I'm saying? And the definition of an idol is an image or representation of a lowercase g God used as an object of worship. So then that takes you to why God said in Exodus um, where is it at? Exodus, Exodus 20, hold on, I'm so sorry, again. Exodus 23, you shall have no other gods, you must have, you must not have any other gods but me, okay, because God is good, God is the living, okay, he's the true and living any other lowercase g god is of the enemy that is satan's device okay so you could be like oh something as as meaning as something as easy as saying that um i'm a taurus i'm a scorpio yes that is a device of the enemy do you understand me? Because you should be saying that you are a father of Christ. You should not be boasting in no other title, but the servant of the most high. Do you hear me? The servant of the most high. What can a human do for you? Jesus died for your sins. 
so you can have life. Can't nobody else die for you and for you to have life. You could go to that Tory. You could go to that witch. You could go to that um, sorcerer. You could go to that person, but can that person die for you? That's another human talking to you about nonsense. For an example, let's go to Acts 16. Verse, starting at verse 17. Okay, no, starting at verse 16. So at 16, starting at verse 16. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, those are men, those men are servants of the most high God and they have come to tell you how to be saved. Do you, okay, first of all, do you peep that she followed them? The spirit that was in her that enabled her to tell my fortunes followed them, okay? That shows you that these spirits will follow you. Not saying that they went to go talk to her or anything, but that's just to show you that these spirits will follow you. Let's keep going. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. Okay? Instantly it left her. Because that's the power in the name of Jesus. That's that power that I was talking about of why my Jesus offends people. Because it's the power in that name that demons got to tremble. It's the power in that name that demons got to flee. Do you get me? You get me, bro? You get me, sis? Let's keep going. Her masters hoped of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. Remember I was talking in the previous episode that people will be puffed up with pride. Hold on, hold on family. Um, go ahead, just I'll call it that. Go ahead and stop yelling. I need you to be quiet. You, you, I'm trying to be in the flow. Um, Lord, I'm so sorry. Please give me the voice back. Okay, how I was talking about how the man that's puffed up with pride and wants to line his pockets money. Remember, we were talking about that like a couple episodes back. That money is the root. It's the root. It's the pride. It's with your accomplishments. If people humbled themselves before the Lord and we praised him and we held him up out of regard, we wouldn't be puffed up with the pride because we see what's happening to her. Let's see what happened to her. Paul is, okay, the whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews, they shouted to the officials. They are teaching customs that are illegal to, for us Romans to practice. Okay? And it all started because her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. That's what it was about. 
It was the evil spirit in her that enabled her to tell. It's, it was the truth. Paul and Silas, they were servants of the most high. It sounded like it was the truth. Like I told you, the enemy will give you a little bit of truth bought up into some lies. But it was a spirit that enabled her. Okay, now let's go to, Lord, what? First Kings chapter 22. Starting at verse... Okay, let's start at verse 19. Then Micaiah continued, listen to what the Lord says. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the armies of heaven around him on his right and on his left. And the Lord said, who can entice Ahab to go into the battle against listen, girl, that so he can be killed? I ain't even going to hold y'all up trying to sound that out. There were many suggestions. And finally, a spirit approached the Lord and said, I can do it. Do you see how these spirits will go to heavenly places? They will go to accuse you. They, Because once they got that foothold, they need the Lord. They can't just go do what they want. They need the Lord's permission. And the Lord is all knowing. So if you're sitting there and, he's, and, and you're in wickedness and, he, and you're sitting there, come on. That's why you need to turn and repent. And he said, how will you do this? The Lord asked. And the spirit replied, I will go out and inspire all Ahab's prophets to speak lies. You will succeed, said the Lord. Go ahead and do it. So you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all your prophets. For the Lord has pronounced your doom. So let's go back up because y'all like, well, but God is good. Listen, I'm about to tell you. Um, let's, let's start back up to, where are you going to start back up to? Let's start back up to verse one now. Let's, let's get that out. For three years, there was no war between Aram and Israel. Then during the third year, King Jehoshaphat of Judah went to visit King Ahab of Israel. During the visit, the king of Israel said to his officials, officials, do you realize that the town of, you can listen, belongs to us, and yet we've done nothing to recapture it from the king of Aram? Then he turned to Jehoshaphat and asked him, will you join me in battle to recover that word? And Jehoshaphat replied to the king of Israel, why, of course, you and I are as one. My troops are your troops, and my horses are your horses. Then Jehoshaphat added, but first, let's find out what the Lord says. So the king of Israel summoned the four, the prophets, about 400 of them, and asked them, should I go to war against that name, or should I hold it hold back? They all replied, yes, go right ahead. The Lord will give you the king victory. See, this is why you got to take stuff back to the Lord. Because what they did was, they went to them instead of going to the most high to pray. You get what I'm saying? They went straight to them, straight to them. That's why you cannot have 
no other God before God. You cannot have an idol before God. You have to take everything back to the Lord. Test the spirit by the spirit. The Lord will give you the king victory. It sounded good, but Jehoshaphat asked, is there not also a prophet of the Lord here? We should have asked him the same question. The king of Israel replied to Jehoshaphat, there is more than one man who could, there is one more man who we could consult the Lord for us, but I hate him. He never prophesies anything but trouble for me. Remember we, okay, the last verse, the, the, the chapter we, we read a couple days ago, I think it is in First Peter. Um, hold on, Sam. First Peter five. Hold on. First Peter No, it wasn't that. It wasn't first Peter. It was Isaiah. It was it was um in Kings. That's what it was in. It was in Kings. But remember, we had spoke. Go back into your notes because you should have took everything back to the Lord. You should have listen. And remember, they said that a, a a person, a prophet that speaks peace, you will only know if that's the truth once it happens. Remember, because it's people out here to deceive us. And listen, and he, that's how it's a true living. People want to persecute the people who's telling the truth. But the truth sometimes is going to hurt because the truth starts to set you free. Do you understand me? Some people don't want to hear the truth. Some people want to hear lies. You get what I'm saying? His name is Micaiah, son of Emma. Joseph Fab replied, that's not the way a king should talk. Let's hear what he says, what he has to say. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, quick, bring Micaiah, son of Emma. King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah, dressed in their royal robes, were sitting on thrones at the threshing floor near the gate of Samaria. All of Ahab's prophets were prophesying there in front of them. One of Zedekiah's son of Kenaniah made some iron horns and proclaimed, This is what the Lord says. With these horns, you will gore the Armenians to death. All the other prophets agreed. Yes, they said, go up to that word and be victorious for the Lord will give the king victory. Meanwhile, the messenger who went to get Micaiah said to him, look, all the prophets are promising victory for the king. Be sure that you agree with them and promise success. But Micaiah replied, as surely as the Lord lives, I will say only what the Lord tells me to say. When Micaiah arrived before the king, Ahab asked him, Micaiah, should we go to war against Ramoth, that word, or should we hold back? Micaiah replied sarcastically, yes, go up to be victorious for the, for the Lord, will give the king victory. But the king replied sharply, how many times must I demand that you speak only the truth to me when you speak for the Lord? So he basically was like... Yeah, go go yeah, go up and be victorious. That's basically how he said it. For the Lord will give you the king victory. Like he was being sarcastic. You y'all know what sarcastic is. Then Micaiah told them, told him in a vision, I saw Israel 
scattered on the mountains like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, their master has been killed. Send them home in peace. Didn't I tell you the king of Israel exclaimed, Jehoshaphat, he never prophesied anything but trouble for me. Then Micaiah continued, listen to what the Lord says. says, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne with all the armies of heaven around him and, and his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, who can entice Ahab to go into battle against Ram- that word so he can be killed? There were many suggestions, and finally, a spirit approached the Lord and said, I can do it. How will you do this? The Lord asked. And the spirit replied, I will go out and inspire all Ahaz's prophets to speak lies. You will succeed, said the Lord. Go ahead and do it. You see, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all your prophets, for the Lord has pronounced your doom. He pronounced your doom. Then Zedekiah, son of Kenaniah, walked up to Micaiah and slapped him across the face. Since when did the spirit of the Lord leave me to speak to you? He demanded. And Micaiah replied, you will find out soon enough when you are trying to hide in some secret room. Arrest him, the king of Israel ordered. Take him back to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to the son of Joash. Give them this order from the king. Put this man in prison and feed him nothing but bread and water. Peep the bread and water. Peep the bread and water. Because the Lord is the bread and he the water. Peep that. Until I return safely from the battle. But Micaiah replied, if you return safely, it would mean that the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he added to those standing around him, everyone mark my words. The death of Ahab. So King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah led their armies against that year. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, as we go into battle, I will disguise myself so no one will recognize me. But you wear your royal robe. So the king of Israel disguised himself and they went into battle. Meanwhile, the king of Aram had issued these orders to his his 32 chariot commanders. Attack only the king of Israel. Don't bother with anyone else. So when the Armenian chariot commander saw Jehoshaphat, now you see how they they had to ask permission. The only the, the only permission that, what it was about was about Ahab. It was about him. So they're like, when these demons come, they want a mission. They want a mission for you, and they doing what they said they would want to do. They can't go beyond what they what, what they asked the Lord could they do. But they're they're on a mission to come and get you. Don't bother with anyone else. So when the Armenian chariot commander saw Jehoshaphat in his royal robes, they went after him. There is the king of Israel, they shouted. But when Jehoshaphat called out, the chariot commanders realized he was not the king of Israel, and they stopped chasing him. An Armenian soldier, however, randomly shot an arrow at the Israelite troops and hit the king of Israel between the joints of his arm. Turn the horses and get me out of here. Ahab groaned to the driver of his chariot, I'm badly wounded. The battle raged all that day, and the king remained propped up in his chariot facing the Armenians. The blood from his wound ran down to the floor of his chariot, and as evening arrived, he died. Just as the sun was setting, the cry ran through his troops, we're done for, run for your lives. So the king died, and his body was taken to Samaria and and buried there. Then his chariot was washed because the pool of Samaria and the dogs came and licked his blood at the place 
where the prostitutes bathed, just as the Lord had promised. The rest of the events of Ahab's reign and everything he did, including in the story of Ivory Palace and the towns he built, are recorded in the book of history of King of Israel. So Ahab died, and his son Hazaiah became the next king. Lord, do you want me to keep going? Okay, so that's an example, fam, of how these spirits, they want to trap you because then once they can trap you, they got power over you because you have to acknowledge their evil, okay? So let's go to Jeremiah 10, starting at verse 2. Okay, let's just, let's just start at the top. Idolatry brings destruction. Hear the word that the Lord speaks to you, O Israel. This is what the Lord says. Do not act like the other nations who tried to read their future in the stars. Do not be afraid of their predictions, even though other nations are terrified of them. Their ways are futile and foolish. They cut down a tree and a craftsman carves an idol. So first, let's go up to, um, let's go back to who tried to read their their future in the stars. Astrology and things of that, that nature, how can that tell you your future? Oh, it's a full moon today. So let's do this. Oh, my, my constellation sitting like this. Nah, nah, that, that's not, no, that's not how the kingdom operates. Our God tells the stars to come out. You get what I'm saying? So we don't have to go to the stars. We go to the true and living God. Do you get what I'm saying? Let's go back to verse three. Their ways are futile and foolish. They cut down a tree and a craftsman carves an idol. They decorate it with gold and silver and they fasten it securely with with hammer and nails so it won't fall over. Their gods are like helpless scarecrows in the in a cucumber field. They cannot speak and they need to be carried because they cannot walk. Do not be afraid of such gods, for they can neither harm you nor do you any good. Lord, is no one like Lord, there is no one like you, for you are great and your name is full of power. Is power in the name of Jesus. Who would not fear you, O King of Nations? That title belongs to you alone. Among all the wise people of the earth and in all the kingdom of the world, there is no one like you. People who worship idols are stupid and foolish. The things they, I, look, they said it. They, the kings, they, the things they worship are made of wood. They bring beaten sheets of silver from tarnish, tarish, and gold from Upez. You, yeah, Upez. And they give these materials to skinful skillful craftsmen and make their idols. Then they dress these guys in royal blue and purple robes made by expert tailors. 
but the Lord is the only true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. The whole earth trembles at his anger. The nations cannot stand up to his wrath. Say this to those who worship other gods. Your so-called God, who did not make the heavens and earth, will vanish from the earth and from under the heaven. Listen. Okay. Lord, can I go there? This move of God that is about to happen is going to be big, okay? People's gods, lowercase g gods, will abandon them, okay? God is about to show who is in power. Okay. If you go back to my episode that says rain is coming, right? The Lord told me to bring this up to you. I was um, titling it because I was just going to title it rain, right? R-A-I-N, that kind of rain. And the Lord was like, no, I don't want that rain. He said, title it this rain, right? So then I went after I was done because, you know, you could think that you know a, um, a definition so well, but it hits different when you go look it up, you know? And when you look at the definition of reign, it says hold royal office, rule as king or queen. And also it means the, the period during which a sovereign rules. This is about to be the period which our sovereign God rules. Let's go back to verse 12. But the Lord made the earth by his power and he preserves it by his wisdom. With his own understanding, he stretched it out. He stretched out the heavens. When he speaks into the thunder, the heavens roar with rain. Oh, God, yes, you are so good. It says, when he speaks in the thunder, the heavens roar with rain. Whoo, glory, glory to your name, Lord. He causes the clouds to rise over the earth. He sends the lightning with the rain and releases the wind from his storehouse. First of all, the Lord got wind in the storehouse. Figure that one out. <laughs> Figure that one out. <laughs> the whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. The craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they make. Listen, when you're going to these different idols, right? The whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. Their craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they make. For they carefully shaped works are a fraud. These idols have no breath or power. Idols are worthless. They are ridiculous lies. On the day of reckoning, they will all be destroyed. But the God of Israel is no idol. He is the creator of everything that exists, including Israel, his own special possession. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name. Listen, don't just focus when you hear what we know as a country or whatever, when you hear that, don't just focus on that, okay? Because God is subliminally talking about his people in these different names. So don't go or look over to Israel. He's talking about his people, not just the people in Israel. Mm -mm -mm. The coming destruction... Pack your bags and prepare to leave. The siege is about to begin. For this is what the Lord says. Suddenly, I will fling out 
all you who have lived in this land, I will pour out great troubles upon you. And at last, you will feel my anger. My wound is severe and my grief is great. My sickness is incurable, but I must bear it. My home is gone and no one is left to help me rebuild it. My children have been taken away and I will never see them again. The shepherds of my people have lost their sense. They no longer seek wisdom from the Lord. Therefore, they fail completely at and their flocks are scattered. Listen, hear the terrifying roar of the great armies as they roll down from the north. The towns of Judah will be destroyed and become a haunt for jackals. Lord, you want to read Jeremiah's prayer? Okay, let's keep going. I know the Lord that our lives are not our own. We are not able to plan our own course. So correct me, Lord, but please be gentle. Listen, y'all better pray this to the Lord for being repentant, me included. Do not correct me in anger for I would die. Pour out your wrath on nations that refuse to acknowledge you, on the people that do not call upon your name, for they have devoured your people of Israel. They have devoured and consumed them, making them a land, a desolate wilderness. Listen, Lord. Okay, we're going to read two things out of Leviticus really quickly, and then... um. I'm going to cut this episode off and then we're going to pick right back up on the next episode. Okay, Sam? Because I just don't want it to cut off in the middle of me speaking. So let's go to Leviticus. Chapter 20, verse 27. Okay, now. Let's go to chapter, verse 26. Chapter, Leviticus 20, chapter, chapter 20, verse 26. You must be holy because I, the Lord, am holy. I have set you apart for all other people to be my very own. Okay? Men and women among you act as mediums or who consult the spirits of the dead must be put to death by stoning. They are guilty of a capital offense. Listen, let's look up a capital offense real quick because I know it's on. Listen. Capital, capital offense is an offense that is punishable by the death penalty. It is not necessary that the punishment would impose that the punishment imposed was the death penalty, but if the permissible punishment prescribed by the legislator are the offense for the offense is the death penalty, then the offense is considered a capital offense. The Lord just said it's a capital offense. So this offense is punishable by the death penalty. Stay in repentance. Let's go back up to uh, the same the same chapter, but we're gonna go to verse six. I will turn against those who commit spiritual prostitution by putting their trust in mediums or those or in those who consult the spirits of the dead. I will cut them off from the community. So set yourself apart to be holy 
for I am the Lord your God. He is telling you to repent. He is telling you to repent. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 19. Let's go to verse 31. Do not defile yourselves by turning to mediums or those who consult the spirits of the dead. I am the Lord your God. Stand up in the presence of elderly and show respect for the aged. Fear your God. I am the Lord. Okay? But let's really focus on verse 31. Do not defile yourselves by turning to mediums or those who consult the spirits of the dead. I am the Lord your God. Okay? Why would you go to something that is dead when God is the living? He is the true and living. He is the only one. Why would you consult something that's dead? They're only going to be able to tell you things that's dead. Okay? Yes, it can sound right. It can sound good. But there's a way to a man that seems right, but it ends in death. Listen, family, I plead the blood of Jesus over this um, podcast. I, um, hold on, wait a minute, I think this, hold on, hold on, hold on, fans, I was about to start praying, but hold on, he, he the Lord wants us to go to Makai, chapter 5, verse 12, and where it says, I will put an end to all witchcraft. And there will be no more fortune tellers. Remember, I just told you in 1 Samuel, it was 1 Samuel, oh man, hold on. Hold on. I'll put it in the description because I just don't want this to cut off on us. But remember, I I said that rebellion is of witchcraft. Rebellion is of witchcraft, okay? The Lord said, I will put an end to all witchcraft and there will be no more fortune tellers. I will destroy all your idols and sacred pillars so you will never again worship the work of your own hands. I will abolish your idols' shrines with their Asherah poles and destroy your pagan cities. I will pour out my vengeance on all the nations that refuse to obey me. Family, I love you guys. Stay into stay in repentance, okay? Stay into repentance. Don't be all paranoid, like, oh, I can't leave the house. I just got to stay in No, let the Lord examine your heart. Follow his leading. As long as you're following the Lord's leading, there's no need to repent. But stay in a repentive heart. Allow the Lord to examine your heart. Allow him in, okay, family? Father, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead wisdom and understanding, Father, for my family, Lord. I pray that this word is received, and I pray that no no device of the enemy will come against this, Father. In the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. And Lord, I just love you, and I just worship your name. Family, let's go. Get into your word. Go to the Lord. Allow him to examine your heart. I will be back with the next episode. 
in the name of Jesus. Okay? I love y'all. Bye.